Welcome to Ticket Weeknights on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. That's right. Heart of a Husker. Another edition. Monday nights. Late nights. My brother from another mother is joining me. We've got more people supposed to join in as they as they get in and they go. We're going we working on this all day, every Monday from 8 to 10 now. We might don't stretch it to 10. We'll probably go about an hour today. Warford's going to be with us for as long as he can, and then he's going to get out of there. Eric Warfield, what up? the pride of Texarkana. How you doing? What's going on, man? I don't know. What's, what we got what, what's up with the show? Tell me something about it. Well, okay, so well, let me just ask you a question because I'm – I, I just happened to, when I got on this show today, I normally, it looks a lot better. I got my, my green screen up, but I accidentally pulled the, I pulled it out, pulled it in. I don't know. So now I'm on my phone, but, but the heart of a Husker, I want to ask you, this is, this is the show. What does it mean to, be, to, to have a heart of a Husker to you, Warfield? I don't, it, it's hard to define that because, um, like, playing sports for so long as a kid, I didn't understand what, you know, everything about football, like the X's and O's and, you know, uh, uh, how important just your role was uh, to the team. And getting to Nebraska and being around – a coaching staff that was, you know, put together, assembled by, you know, Coach Osborne, and to have somebody of his caliber to not only be as knowledgeable as he was, but to know and get to know each and every individual that was on that team. Now, for somebody like myself, you know, I come from a single-parent household. My mom was was my, my, my main caregiver. Um, so I didn't really have a, a dad around and I didn't have nobody to teach me sports except for, you know, uncles and cousins out in the streets and then my, my coaches that I had throughout time. So to get with somebody that cared about you, not only about you as a, a football player, but you as a, as a, as a person um, and was also teaching you the, the right things about sports, um, but also to be a part of such a great team, man, it's just it's, it's hard to define what that what 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 really the heart of a Husker is when you come from uh, a Coach Osborne tree, and I think we've all we we are all some some fruit that fell from that tree, and the, the way that um, each one of us had a different personality, a different talent, but he was able to construct each one of us be the best we could be but also to have a great team that won national championship so man you just go out there and you play with those guys and i tell you like this when i went for my recruit visit i said ain't no way i can play with these guys it's like they're all too big you know too fast and i know i don't belong i didn't have muscles i was just an athlete coming out of high school but when i went to go watch the huskers practice i'm like that's that's uh that's too much for me to handle. But then sitting down with Coach Coach Osborne and Coach Samuels, 
and having them giving me the the uh the talk about how I could help this team uh with my talents get to that level and how they can bring the best out of me uh it, it made me feel more confident going in knowing that uh I had a chance to be a part of something special and that's kind of what it turned out to be uh, now the heart of a hustler again is hard to define because when you come from a high school you think you know you're number one you go to college you far from number one i'm talking about far from number one uh, but yet again you play you do your role your role will turn into team play and get the results of what the coaches are trying to instill in you so that's kind of what I got from from everything out of the entire university, and man, best decision I ever made in my life. Warfield, you you was Prop Forty Eight coming out. Yep. And, and talk a little bit about how tough that was, or how was that tough to be able to navigate? Um, the thing, what did you endure? Let me ask that. What did you endure as a Prop Forty Eight athlete? Kind of what did that mean for you? I mean, at the time, it was embarrassing because it, uh, it, it meant that you didn't have the credentials grade-wise to get a full scholarship. And I, I'm not going to sit here and say I wasn't intelligent enough. I just didn't do the things needed at the time. And at that point, I was supposed to have the uh, ACT or SAT at a certain uh, level, and I didn't complete, I didn't complete that level uh after taking it one time and then i uh after a basketball game i had one of the coaches at the university of arkansas pick me up after the game and and um they took me to university for a visit and i had to take the test that morning so hell i wasn't prepared i didn't even know i was gonna go take the test and ended up still not passing it so going into nebraska was like hey man that was your last chance so um you know, we're still going to take you in as a prop 48. And that basically means you come in, uh, we'll get whatever uh, grant money to help fund you through a first year. And after that, you go on full scholarship. So within that first year, I had to sit out and watch all the madness go on because that year we were balling, you know, ended up winning the first national championship. And me and, you know, Shevin had to sit on the outside and, 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 and take care of things in order to make sure that we were ready for the upcoming season. So it was tough. But, you know, I, I got I got situated, got to know a lot about the team, got to know a lot about my, my, my teammates. And, heck, damn, they made the basketball teams that played basketball so much. <laughs> At the height of your career, what was your vertical jump? I, I couldn't tell you. I think I got close to 50. Man, cause I was uh, I had some bunnies. Can you still dunk? I can't really say that right now. <laughs> but if I was challenged, I'm pretty sure I could. I'm quite sure you still got bones. Uh, it, it, just to set the table real quick, Eric Warfield was one of those guys that I love watching play basketball. Because you never knew where he was going to catch the ball and oh, put yeah. that thing in there. <laughs> Throw it to Warfield. 
So, you know, so being prop 48, I'm up here where Phil in my red room. And, I, you know, I, I don't want it to be too loud. So I, I got an old school air conditioning, man. It's up here. I'm going to have to go downstairs for the rest of the show. But you prop 48, you go through, you make it through prop 48. Can you practice? Nope. Nope. What was you doing all day? Man, so I was in school. You know, I had to take, you know, as a student athlete, you take a certain amount of credits. But as you know, I'm not practicing, so I got to take full credits to to get my make sure I, I reach that GPA by the time the season's over with, so that I'm officially a part of the team. So I was I was a full time student and a full time basketball player at the rec center. <laughs> oh, that's how you honed your skills. The truth will set you free. <laughs> Who was you in there balling with? Was it was it the basketball team? Man, what? you talk. I was doing damage, dog. Like I, I remember. Cause a lot of the basketball players just come in like Boone and Strick, Badge, and all those guys. I mean, I used to play with them cats, and I was in there giving them the business. I dunked on a couple of them so hard, to where it's like, I think a couple of them had asked Danny, and he was like, "We gotta, we gotta try to get him on the squads." Like, I think you up on this. I think you and Kenny probably had the best chance to me to play. Yeah, Kenny was Kenny to me, from what I understood, was a better basketball player than he was football. Not to take anything away from his football talents, right? Because he was held a receiver built built for the uh, you know he he had that was six four six five speedy guy, um, and he ended up you know coming to the university uh, as a receiver, and at that time. Uh, I think he would have been, I mean, he, you know, he ended up getting at the national championships. I think Kenny should have been a two-way player because we didn't throw the ball a lot to receivers. So for him to say, hey, man, I'm going to go ahead and explore this option here with the basketball team because I, I know I got the talent. Uh, I think he should have, you know, probably talked to Coach Osborne about doing both. Yeah, I agree with that one. I mean, Kenny was just, Kenny had the all-around game. You know what I mean? Yeah. He had the, you had the bone. But I you, talk a little bit about, because people don't believe me when I say the guys that I played with played against the basketball team. Yeah. Hey, Tommy Frazier, Lawrence Phillips, all these dudes can play basketball. Michael Booker. We had some ballers, man. We So that's the thing. Like, I think for the most part, most of the guys that we had on our team were just athletes. We didn't have, like, uh, pure football players. We had some some pure football players that were dogs on the team, but for the most part, most of our guys were just athletes. They were good in basketball, they were good in track, uh, and they were good in football. So they could have pretty much played multiple sports, but, you know, being how intense football was back then, you know, I think it's easy for a guy to, to play multiple sports in college now because you don't have two-a-days that's double-padded. You don't have practices that go for two, three hours long. You know, you can't, you got to take the pads off halfway through practice. So it's not a lot of contact. You know, you don't have the goal line situation the way we did. Uh, if you get a small injury, you don't have to play. We had to play through all this. So imagine having to play through all this and then trying to go out and play another sport. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's tough, man. So it, it's, I, I can see how hard it is back then. Uh, for what, you know, guys like Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson did, especially to make it at a professional level. Uh, but for guys to try to do that in college, that that, that would be tough. But I, I think that Kenny and myself 
and a few others probably could have done it. Who? Who else? Man, who else was a basketball player? Because, uh, oh man, but who else? Who else could have played on that? Who played on that basketball team? Because you know they was pretty good. They won the NIT one of those years. They're a pretty good so, team. So don't, so don't, don't, don't give me a face when I give you this name. Yeah. So, hey, Travis Tolene could ball. Yes. I, hey, I put my hands up. You right. Tolene could do his thing. Tra Travis could go. Um, man, who else do we have that was just a, uh, I don't know. You know what? Well, Strick ended up trying to do the football thing after basketball, so. That didn't work. It, it didn't work. <laughs> the bullet start flying. You know when, when Mike Minner went past him, man, about decapitating him, man, he was like, uh-uh. Tony Beeler, uh-uh. <laughs> but Warfield, we're gonna throw it to break. When I get back, I wanna I wanna know, like, you know, we talk about a heart of a husker, right? And they didn't just give it to you. Like you didn't just become Eric Warfield blocking punts, blocking field goals, doing the things that you were doing just because you put the pads on that Nebraska. Yeah. You yeah, was caught by fire. So when we get back, I want to hear a little bit about how that turns you into who you are. All right. We'll be right back. Part of a Husker. I'm with Warfield. Eric, that is. Two-time national champ. And Warfield, what'd you get? Ten years in the league? Twelve? Nine. I mean? Nine. Nine good big years in the league, baby. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> 